0: It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimate motorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, pertech you bloody legends. Welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their Legends series interview already in the Library of Legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy who played over 300 first-class games. That included 19 test matches, 15 state of origins... And five grand finals winning three. His nickname was Cement, and for very good reason, he was part of the Dogs of War. This is David Gillespie. And if you enjoyed this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's unfiltered and awesome. It's episodes 181 and 182 in the library. Here's Cement. Enjoy. But um,
1: Bullfrog at the time, um, uh, Timmy was doing a bit at the club and he, must, he was doing a bit of scouting for, for, the, for Bullfrog, for Peter Moore. And I think Bullfrog sent him, I was playing in New South Wales under-18s or we playing Queensland under-18s up at Lang Park, the old Lang Park. And Bullfrog sent him up to have a look at someone else. He didn't, didn't tell me who it was later. And he, So he's flown up to Brisbane to have a look at a, a player that um, Bullfrog got a, a tip on. And apparently he's come back and he said, no, no, don't worry about him, take this bloke, which was me. And um, and that's how it kind of started there. And, um, yeah, so it was Timmy Pickup, went up there to have a look and, and spotted me and come back and give me the um, the, the the good word to the frog. And um, I, I had a couple of offers, but I had a couple of offers to come down before Canterbury. and um, But I, I chose the dogs and it was a pretty good choice because they were, you know, in the early '80s, there, they were just starting to build a pretty good side.
0: Who were the offers from, mate? Who could have you been playing for?
1: Well, I had a pretty good offer from West, the Magpies, and South. Um, back then, set the rabbits, and I was a mad rabbit. I was a mad South Sydney supporter when I was young, so that was pretty tempting, you know. Been a mad, bad rabbit o when I was young, and um, when I was a young, younger, playing out in the bush. But um, uh, yeah, and, and West, but. Um, I chose Canterbury. Um, a, a mate of my dad's was playing at Canterbury at, at the time. A bloke called Johnny Coveney. He was a front rower. He played in the nineteen eighty Grand Final uh, for him, and he's he's an Aramine boy. And um, I think Dad rang him and said, "Listen, um, the young fellow's got an off from Canterbury. Um, what do you reckon?" Is he said, "Mate, get him down here as quick as he can. You know, it's a good club. They're going places. And um, you know, if if I was you, I'd be." this is the one I'll be going to. So that's how it all started.
0: That links into my next question because you would come down, you play reserve grade 83, most of 84, the Covenes, etc. Who did you look at at the club for leadership, for guidance, for mentoring, and just a little bit of safety? Because, you, mate, you're a bush boy in the big city.
1: Well, I'd only been to Sydney twice in my life before I come down to play you know, or two or three times. So it was a bit it was a big call. And um I did get homesick. I didn't want to go home, I can tell you. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd ring the bullfrog a couple of times saying, mate, I don't think I can last down here, you know, being a country boy, um, from a small, you know, and leaving all my mates and and so and so. But um but Johnny was a big, big factor in that. He yeah. took he, he was a mad trainer, Johnny Cove, and He was fit and um he kind of took me under his wing and and took me out training with him. Um, he, he was a bit ahead of his time, Johnny. He was just a mad trainer, was fit, um, loved it, was in the gym, you know, uh, all the time. And and I've got to say, um, you know, it's blokes like Jeff Robinson and um, not so much for training, Robbo, because he wasn't known for his training, <laughs> but he was just a good bloke, mate, and he, he was yeah. someone that I looked up to, and he kind of took me under his wing a bit too. And then, you know, blokes like Steve Folks, you know, um, who was just the ultimate professional too. So in the early 80s, when I, when I did come up, I had a good grounding there. They were, they were um, knock-around blokes, tough, you know. Um, uh, you know, they'd tell you if you were starting to get a big bit of a big head too, you know, if you start to get a bit out of yourself, they'd still whack you in the, in the line, and um, which was good too, you know. So it, it levelled you out a bit and, um, you know, it was just, I was glad that they were there, you know, when I when I first come down.
0: I don't want to make you feel old. Oh, that's almost forty years ago, mate. Um, it was a very different time in rugby league too. The the group of men at the Bulldogs at that time, especially for a young Ford, was awesome. They'd transitioned from a side known as the Entertainers into the Dogs of War. Tough men, tough attitudes. Who was the leader of that style in your eyes?
1: Oh, there's a few leaders there. You know, Bullfrog and, and Warren Ryan started to build that side and they bought Peter Kelly mm. over from Newtown and Mark Bugden and Peter Tunks come over from South. So, you know, um, and Steve Foulkes was already there. Um, Brian Batisse you know, a very hard player, Brian. Yeah. Um, so they're building the foundations and then, then Leng Mac come on the scene as a 17-, 18-year-old, you know, all eager and, and um, you know, a great workload, great work ethic, you know, so it was, you know, we trained up, we had a, we had a trainer there at the time called Dave Cooper and, um, you know, he might have been a bit ahead of his time too, but, um, you know, we were very fit and probably wasn't the most talented of, of sides, you know, you had your, your Parramattas and Manlies and, you know, a very talented size, but, you know, that side there just just worked hard, trained hard Um you know, and we we're lucky enough to come away with a with a couple of competitions in the early '80s. But um, you know, that that was made on that work ethic. You know, that 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 was uh, built into that club, and um, you know, it was we had a couple of good years there. So.
0: I haven't seen a tougher forward pack, have you? Oh, there, there's been tougher, mate. I, at the end of the day,
1: um, you know, we all go out there and. And um, you know, do the job. And you know, back in the early '80s or the '70s, it was more probably a bit more brutal. Or in the '70s, yeah. you know, the late '70s, middle '70s, where they were just taking your head off, left, right, and centre. But um, you know, all, all clubs had their their their, um, their their tough players in that side. And, and when I say tough, you know, tough for me, you know, what wasn't taking someone's head off, you know, it was playing with injury and yeah. you know. Not with, you know, bad injuries, but playing with the corks and, you know, and just getting the job done, you know. And um,
0: it was an era where, you know, you you try to get in and get them before they got you. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. You guys have built such a reputation that I reckon you'd probably beaten most sides before kickoff. You you literally scared the shit out of them.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know about scaring the shit out of them, but um, you know, we, we we had a that kind of an aura about us there for for a, a few years, and um, you know, but, but it was built on hard work again, yep. you know, and and um, uh, you know, there were some good hitters in that side, <laughs> um, you know, Stevie, folks, um, you know, Kel. Uh, not so much Tungsey. We used to call Tungsey the king of flop. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know, Brian Batisse mm. could whack you. Lang could whack you. And, um, you know, there was all them players in that side. And, and, and you've got to realise in the day that they, most of them sides are really, really top-line reserve grade sides, you know. Yeah. So you're always on, on the ball of, you know, if you didn't play well, there'd be someone coming up to take your spot. Because you know, this the, the reserve grade sides and the, and the under 23s back in the day, um, well, especially well, I know at Canterbury, you know, mm. we're, we're, we're filled with talent and um, would come up and you know, and and, that, and that's another thing, you know, you're kept on your toes because there was there was blokes snapping at your heels to get your spot, you know. You've so, you
0: mentioned Peter Kelly, Steve, folks, a couple of times already now two guys that represented their state and folks go on to play for Australia but two guys that probably all round don't get the recognition that they deserve as to how good they really were
1: yeah well you know i lived three or four doors down from foxy back in the day in this in the same street but he was just phenomenal mate for, for his for his um size you know he, he was a 58 when he came into grade what you know, weight probably- would have
0: foxy been what would his playing weight would have been
1: Mate, he would have played around ninety kilo. Yeah, you know, wouldn't have been much, or even not even that. But when he come in, he was seventy odd kilo. We could nearly ride at Randwick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he put on weight, and he trained, and he got himself to that um, where he wanted to be, where he could cause a bit of damage. You know, he he his, his technique was um, pretty good, where he he kind of jump up a bit and get you, and but not around the melon, you know, around the chest, and there was. Obviously, sometimes when they did come up a bit high, as as they do sometimes. But you know, when he when he, he left a couple couple uh, couple of dents there, um, oh, yeah. Oxy and um, you know, and Kel. Well, Kel was just a tough bugger. You know, he mm. he kind of um, in them. You know, two grand finals, there, man of the match. So you know, that says it all for him too. But he, you know, he he led by by example too. You know, he wouldn't do not he wouldn't do the Nothing else that um, you know. He wants you to follow. So, you know that they were good to play with. You know, mm. and um, uh, they were good days there. And then you had other blokes. You know, champion at the bit coming up. Blokes like a bloke called David Boyd. Yes. You know, and and um, I think you know it was a good player back then. Um, Kyle White could hit mm. in in the day. Uh, Kyle was playing at Canterbury and was a was a was a good um, tackler. So and a good hitter. So there was always. Um, Always, blugs coming up there snapping at your heels.
0: You'd physically assault opposition footy sides with your defence. What was it, mate? Was it, was it tackle technique? Was it you know being more physical than the opposition, or just a naturally hard bunch of men? I think it
1: was a bit of everything that you said.
0: Okay. Just then, a lot of it was technique. Mm. You know,
1: a lot of it was was pride. You know, that we 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 got a bit of a reputation and we wanted to keep it. Yep. You know, pride in your game in the way you play. Um, but a lot of it was technique and Warren Ryan was big on technique. You know, we, you know, um, we used to do a lot, a lot of work on, on defence and technique, getting your feet right. You know, I often say, listen, someone's running, you're not going to say, listen, stop mate, while I get my feet right. You know, I've got to get plant my left foot, get my right foot up, you know, that, that don't happen. But that just comes with practice and practice and practice. And we've done a lot of practice um, back then, you know, and but some that did come naturally. Some it didn't. Um, For me, it kind of come natural for me because I, you know, I, I, um, you know, I was kind of that body, that shape and and size. You know, I wasn't overly, you know, I wasn't six foot four, six foot five, Mm. five eleven. You know, playing around ninety five kilo, hundred kilo back then, it was a bit, bit bigger, you know, before (laughs) I retired. But back in the eighties, there, you know, it was just, just a good, you know, fast feet. Yep. Getting your feet, you know, into position properly, it, 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 it's not going to always um, come off, you know. But for me, you know, 60 or 70% of the time it, it did, you know. And um, there was times when I did get, get sent off for high tackles. Um, they did go a bit awry.
0: The legends at Pertec are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the lanolin range is Australian-made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 PerTech stores Australia-wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertec.com.au. Thanks, Pertech, for your continued support of Unfiltered. Here's a cracking story about Dave's time at Manly under the coach, the late, great Bob Fulton.
1: But that year, the next year, that was the end of 96, so we'd been on the drink for a fair fair while and we'd um, enjoyed ourselves and we'd come back uh, for pre-season training and we're all sitting around there and he's come in to address us, you know, before our first train and run. He's looked over at me he said, Samit, so can you come into the office for a minute? <laughs> I said, like, oh, here we go. This is, this is nice. He said, mate, he said, it looks like you've got two good year tyres wrapped around your guts. He said, you'll be here at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. He said, and I've just made you a life member of the fat club. So I said, right, righto, mate, no worries. I'll be see you at 7 o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm thinking, so why don't I go another year? But it was good. We, we made the grand final and he was right. You know, the interchange was coming in. And most mostly that year um, I was just going on for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and then we were off and the interchange had come on and away we go. But, um, you know, it, it prolonged my um, career for another year. Um, but we didn't go out on the note we wanted to go out on because uh, Newcastle got us in the grand in the last 16 seconds or last 20 seconds in that game in the grand final in 97.
0: Mate, going back to 95, you guys had a great season. You won your first 15 of the season. Your first loss, I think, was to the Roosters on a night that opposition coach and your former coach, Phil Gould, threatened to take his players off the field mid-game. Do you remember that? I do remember him going off his head on the sideline.
1: I, I don't remember what it was. Well, I know what it was about. Now that's what it was about. But um, back then, when you're playing, you're not. You're not kind of. Um, yeah. You know, you're in the game. But I, I, could, I knew he was something was going on because he was going off his melon. You know, on the sideline, ranting and Raven and carrying on. But um, I suppose that's his way of uh, back in the day, trying to intimidate the ref a bit. You know, and. Um, But anyway, I do do remember that. But um, I've seen a couple of Gus's blow-ups over the years. That was one of them.
0: Three grand finals in three years. The 97 GF, which was your final game, as you said. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Albert. Albert will score. Albert will score. Newcastle have won the grand final. Albert is over been beaten by Newcastle on full time. Six seconds to go and Albert has scored an incredible try. Newcastle have won Rugby League's crown. Does it still hurt? Last game that it happened and how it happened?
1: Well it does, you know, we, we started off very good in that game and we were um, uh you know, we were up, I think, 14-2 or 12-2. I'm not too vague on the scores these days, but, but it was around that. And we, and we were doing it pretty – not pretty easy, but we were humbling wrong all right. And I can remember sitting on the – where the reserves sit with a couple of the other boys, and I forget who I was sitting next to, and you could just see the momentum changing in the game, yeah. you know, in the last 15, 20 minutes. And I remember – I said, mate, I think we're going to lose this. You know, you just get that gut feeling. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, the momentum was changing, and we only lost it in the last twenty seconds, mm. too, by the way. But you could just see the momentum changing in that game in the last 10, 15 minutes. You know, it was all swinging around, going their way, and you know, what do you do, mate? That sport, you know, it's um, uh, it still hurts. I, I don't think I've ever watched the game actually, and but the, you know. In my career, I was lucky lucky enough to, to win a couple and lose them. I've been on the other end losing them too. So, you know, they're not good. And um, because you, made you, you you've got a big bond with these blokes. You're with them all year. They're like family, you know. And um, so, yeah, I don't I, have, I don't think I've ever watched that game now.
0: Wow. The best of David Gillespie. We hope you enjoyed the full interview. It's episodes 181 and 182 in our Library of Legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. So you can download the lot, you can rip in and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Prize dot com dot au tickets are just twenty dollars. All proceeds go to charity, and you could be going to Indy.